This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Hey, good morning. It is the Morning Drive on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3 and Double T 973.com with Jamie Lint and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. The uh, docket today will feature uh, Lady Raider basketball. It's uh, education day today. So uh, the kids will get educated over there at the uh, arena. Educated in... That's field trip. Get you out of... I mean, it's education. I mean, it gets them exposure to a college campus and... You know, gets you know some of these kids that um, maybe have never been to the arena inside the arena, and um, you know, kind of gets them uh, in, ingrained, indoctrinated. You know, all those kinds of things. I was going more for educated in the value of, you know, mom gave you ten dollars. Okay, <laughs> you can get popcorn and what else? Yeah. Okay. Or, right. So figuring out, mm-hmm. you know, now don't get the most expensive thing because then you're not getting anything else, right? You yeah. Know? And don't don't get the chicken fingers because you uh-huh. if you only got ten dollars you can't uh-huh. get a drink too, right? Or maybe the um, educated in how to eat cotton candy without right. having wipes from mom nearby. <laughs> so how to eat the cotton candy without getting all over your fingers and sure. all over your shirt and mm-hmm. all that good stuff, right? Or or even like the importance of standing in line next to someone maybe maybe it's the cute girl like you accidentally stand in line next to her because you know they're going to sit you in that order right and so you get to sit next to her you maneuver your way through yeah see these are all things that i think that that's that's what they're being educated about you know sure right you know how to break a press or you Mm, know no how to run a one two two zone probably not going to learn that today right yeah but those things i think are valuable life lessons they would learn that if they listen to our fine radio broadcast today We'll have coverage on both uh, 100.7 The Score and on 107.7 Yes FM. Uh, coverage begins at 11. Uh, tip time is at 11.30. Jamie, they're expecting 13,000 uh, yes. kids at the arena today. Yes. And uh, from, from basically, I think, 60, at least 60 miles out, maybe a little bit more. So if you're, if you're going to the arena today, I mean, strategy for you, if you're a townie, um, Make sure that you get there just a little bit early because the school buses have a tendency to clog up the lanes. Um, if you have a north side parking pass, my advice to you is to come through campus and enter on the north end as opposed to going down Indiana and trying to maneuver it that way. Just because it's been my experience that you get you get yourself behind uh, the school buses and you're you're in a long line. And uh, good good luck to you. So. Uh, today's opponent is Incarnate Word, and uh, we'll, we may have a word on them or two, but they are a very methodical, patient team that does, is very well disciplined, doesn't turn the ball over, and so they try to limit positions and um, kind of not necessarily take the air out of the ball, but they're just, they're very, I think they're just a, a mechanically good basketball team. So uh, you have uh, have that to work with today, and, and then for uh, the Lady Raiders, the distraction of, of what they're going to go through later on this week. And go through i mean it's not don't feel sorry for them because they're headed to maui on friday and so the the distraction in their mind of okay just gotta get through this game just gotta get through this game and then we can get on an airplane and go to the beach for a couple of days before they start playing games next week against uh, tulsa and oregon state uh in maui so uh, they'll be uh, looking forward to that um 
and and they're coming off of finals. And Coach Gerlich did say yesterday that they're just kind of mentally kind of worn. Not she didn't use the word mentally worn out, but just just kind of um, I, I think just kind of. And I wouldn't say brain is full or anything like that, but just you know the exhaustion or the stress or this the whole process of going through finals. So just just that. Um, but they'll uh, they'll be on the floor today. Uh, tip is at uh, eleven thirty, and again should have a. Should have a great crowd. Uh, just a couple things about uh, last night uh, continuing on. Uh, Tech with three and double figures last night, led by Warren Washington. Uh, he had 18 points. If you'd have told me, like if you'd have covered up the score sheet and said, how many shots did Warren Washington miss last night? And these, again, these were all point blank. I sure thought he missed more than two. But the, the box score says eight of 10 last night. Now, granted, I'm sitting in the upper deck and trying to be you know concentrating on what i'm doing and really 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 not there wasn't anybody around us i mean there's literally nobody in front of us beside oh us my. behind us but we had some what was good, that some sort of russian torture for you uh, we had people come by and say hi like you know our friend carl from california he was at the he was at the game so carl and lubbock he came over and shook my hand and i, I know i didn't even I didn't even get to like you know have discussions with anybody around me about what what are they doing down there or anything like that. So it was like it was like That's wow, funny. you know. Uh, so it was it was it was pretty pretty crazy. But he played thirty minutes. Um, he had a double double. Um, he had eighteen points and twelve rebounds. He only turned it over three times. He did have an assist. He did have a block shot, and his his plus minus was the highest of the team. You know, when you lose a player, one that's as, as important as De, uh, Devin Cambridge was to the Red Raiders, it's not all about one guy. You mm-hmm. just need everybody to kind of step up a little bit. And and I thought you saw that from a few different guys last night, uh, of Warren Washington being one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we've, we know he's, you know, have the potential to be a big-time impactor of the game, and it just feels like at times this year he's kind of faded away. You can go back to the Butler game where he was making silly de- decisions defensively out on the perimeter that, that got him quality time on the bench, um, and he just hasn't been as big of a factor. But I thought last night he played within himself, didn't try to do too much, um, and he's grabbing offensive rebounds and, and getting putbacks. He's mm-hmm. he's there when somebody drives and kicks to him. He's finishing at the rim. Um, I, I thought he was really good. I, I would also say Robert Jennings last night. I know he didn't shoot the ball well, two for nine, but I, I just like the way he battled underneath. And, and so, um, you know, that's a guy that probably has been struggling with his confidence a little bit because he hasn't been getting much playing time. And to see him out there battle like that, I ended up with eight rebounds for you last night. Probably six or seven of them were off of his own missed shots. But yeah. <laughs> I'm being a little bit sarcastic. But sure. it feels like three or four of them probably were. Right. Um, anyway, I thought he was another guy that stepped up. And obviously, Kerwin Walton getting into the starting lineup and continuing his, his fine shooting. So um, those were three guys that I felt like, didn't just go overboard, just go crazy last night, but they stepped up their game a little bit, and that's what you need to see. Man, is there a is there a tougher guy than Joe Tucson? I mean, goodness gracious! I mean, he I guess he got popped in the nose or the mouth um, because he he went down and they they took him off and he was bleeding pretty good. And then, I mean, you look up just a few minutes later and he's he's back out on the floor. Um, he 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 too did not have the best shooting night. He was four of ten, 
Uh, he had nine points, but he had four defensive rebounds uh, last night, and then he had four assists. He just turned it over uh, one time. His uh, his his plus minus was tied for worst in on the team. But man, I I just I think he's a I think he's kind of a heart and soul guy for that team, don't you? Yeah, that's I think that that's something that um, it didn't take long to see as Red Raider fans mm-hmm. like this is the guy that's the. He's the star, straw that jer- that stirs the drink, Chuck. Yeah, he yeah, is. Joe okay. Tucson is that guy. Yeah, no, no, yeah. no, no and, doubt. And you're right. He didn't play great last night, but I think his, he played better than what his number shows, mm-hmm. it feels like. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, there's times when he has the ball in his hands and you're like, okay, well, he's going he's gonna to protect it. He played, he played 34 minutes last night. I mean, they had four guys, five guys that played 30-plus minutes. Um you know, Dar- Darion Williams, he played 34-42. Walton played 34-44. And then also with 30 minutes last night was Warren Washington, Pop Isaacs, and and uh, Joe Tucson. So, well, I mean, you're, you're, you played eight last night. Um, you're probably not getting as much from Lamar Washington as you thought you were going to. Mm-hmm. Um, that would, if you were getting more from him, you might see Joe Tucson pop sit a little bit more. But, um it looks like that's about what you're going to go with an eight-man rotation now. And, you know, you're in that point of the season when you're about to just play twice a week, and so you expect that these guys can play 30 minutes a game twice a week and be all right. Yeah. Uh, 625, your reaction to things on the Yates Flooring Center chat line, Visual Edge IT hotline. This is the road to Shreveport as uh, we get you ready for Texas Tech and Cal on Saturday night. I have coverage all week long, and then – of course, game day as well. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Uh, one guy not going on the road to, Al- to uh, Albuquerque, to Shreveport. That's the wrong direction. If you get on the road to Albuquerque, going to the bowl game, then I'm sorry, you better turn around, okay? Mm. <laughs> turn around. Or have a really fast car. Because <laughs> you're going to have to do some skipping across the Pacific Ocean there. Yes, uh, the road to Shreveport. Go, you go east, right? You go east. Um, Miles Cole is going to skip the Independence Bowl. Jamie, the defensive end, he's going to focus on his pro football opportunities. Our uh, our friend David Collier first reported this, according to the uh, AJ article. So that's disappointing. I'll just ask you, Chuck how how does improving his draft stock happened from skipping the bowl game it's it's it doesn't jamie Uh, basically what he's saying is i don't want to get hurt uh i don't want to i don't want to risk myself so i'm i'm not gonna i'm not gonna go to the bowl game i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna pass um hopefully if he got any bowl swag he he gave that up this is a guy that he went to high school in shreveport you would think that he would want to go back there and play in front of his hometown friends and family and old coaches and things like that. He also was a guy that spent four years at Louisiana Monroe and then two at Texas Tech. So um, he took all the benefits of being a college athlete of, you know, a red shirt and a COVID year, uh, but then says, not so much on, on playing in this bowl game. Disappointing. Yeah. I mean, I guess if, uh, I'm fine with guys saying I'm a I don't want to get hurt or whatever, but just don't don't hide behind them preparing for the NFL draft. Mm-hmm. You're not. 
preparing for the NFL draft, especially somebody that's a fringe player, you would want them to have more film on you, an opportunity for you to play really well and yeah. do all that against another Power 5 team and all that. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know. I guess just fear of injury. I mean, then. <laughs> that's what I'm assuming. I mean, that's what you have to watch. You play any of the games. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're hurt, okay, if you're if hurt. If you're hurt, that's a different that's deal. That's a completely different, a different deal. deal. Uh, it's like Jalen Hutchings. I mean, he had knee surgery. He's not going to be available. Yeah. You have other guys that have put themselves into the transfer portal that now are not available. Duran Bradley, Miles Price, Monroe Mills. Um, but you have two guys in the portal that are going to play for you. Yeah, right. Which I think is is cool. And Cameron mm-hmm. Valdez and Lil Fungi. Yeah, yeah. So, and and who knows, maybe they'll kind of upon further review it. Um, my... Just just listening, I've not uh, talked to him or, you know, been around him or anything along those lines or the team, just from the standpoint of, it just kind of sounds like what you're hearing that he there may be an opportunity for him to come back or he may choose to come back or they, he, he might, he might kind of try to walk back that portal entry. Who are we talking about? Uh, Loic Fungi. Okay. Just from, just from kind of not even reading the tea leaves, just reading a couple of bites and things like that things that coach mcguire had to say so i don't know we'll see we'll see what uh what happens there he may find that there's somebody there that uh would like to take him in and that there might be a opportunity for him to have the old maybe change of scenery and things like that to mm-hmm. see if that helps him a little bit yeah, being a local guy you would think he would love to stay you know closer to home if possible sure sure but i don't I mean, know but some kids like it in a way too it's not necessarily just gone for whatever reason. It's just not gone like you thought it was going to go with him, and that can happen. You know, sometimes guys top out in high school, or they, mm-hmm. or the breaks of the game just don't go your way, or well, you don't take advantage of the opportunity. However, yeah. however it happens, he's definitely dealt with some injuries. That's mm-hmm. that's been a factor as well. Um, just quite honestly, you just weren't good in the passing game last year. Yeah. You know? I mean, he had he had, he had, he had a chance. Um, another guy that's uh, made a decision to come back, in addition to Taj Brooks, is Caleb Rogers. Um, he is uh, he's going to start on that offensive line on uh, on Saturday for Texas Tech, so he's going to use that last year of eligibility. And you know, it's like it's like why not? You know, I mean, unless you've got like you know um, uh, this fantastic job lined up, and maybe you've chosen the girl that you're going to literally spend the rest of your life with and you're ready to go off to you know never never land and she's got a job and you've got a job and you're ready to start a family and the whole deal or maybe you've already started a family who knows mm-hmm. um i think a lot of people when they look back at their their college life um go man kind of wish i'd had that extra year you know uh, i kind of wish i'd stay another year in college just because i was i was having so much fun and and uh, the stresses of real life and getting out in the in the real world, getting out of the bubble, it's not quite as fun as I thought it was going to be. I mean, you know, my my generation, those of us that are in our you know late fifties, early sixties, in my case, you know, the we had the for the most part, unless you really screwed up in the classroom, you were getting out in four years. You either dropped out got out in four years or had maybe an extra semester because changed majors or something along those lines. Today's world is different because just of the expense of college and, 
and kids having to, you know, hold a couple of jobs or, you know, it's just maybe the class schedule and obviously the, what happened with the world shutting down, you know, a couple of years ago, it's, it, it's made it a little bit more difficult. It's more, it's not necessarily, you don't see it as often. I think you still see it. It's just, it's not maybe as, as common as it was then. It was, it was uncommon to not get out in four years mm-hmm. in, in my, in my college years. But then when you got out and you went, Oh, damn, <laughs> man, college was pretty fun. You know, it was like, you know, went out on the weekend, you know, could schedule your classes to maybe have afternoons, not, not go to school on Fridays, maybe have a part-time job, you know, and, you know, it's just like when you got out of school, you're like, oh, this is real life. That sucks. <laughs> so... You know, a lot of a lot of guys. I think my age were like, man, I kind of wish I'd had that fifth year. But then maybe you might have those regrets as well. Like, why did I go back to school for a fifth year? For God's sake! You're forgetting the part where you had to show up and sit in a classroom. Right? No, you're right. Listen to you're right. Somebody talk. So you're right. Yeah, get me to the real world, please. Yeah. No, yeah. I I understand what you're saying. Mm-hmm. It's just, um, but good for him. I mean, if. Coming back and yeah, see what that should be helpful for the Red Raiders. Yeah, see what can make happen. Yeah, your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T ninety seven three, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. The road to Shreveport on Double T ninety seven three and one hundred point seven. The score is brought to you by Pollard Ford, Hub City Body Shop, Viva Land Group, McGavick Nissan, Twin Peaks, and Wild West Harley Davidson. Fellas, we'll have boots on the ground in uh, Shreveport on Friday. As we'll uh, get you inside the skinny. Team leaves today for Shreveport, so they'll uh, they'll be there and uh, getting ready for the ball game on Saturday night against the uh, California Bears. We'll uh, we'll talk about that here in just a little bit. But first, uh, here's uh, Texas Tech men's basketball coach Grant McCaslin. His first thoughts after the game last night for the victory over Oral Roberts. You know, Oral Roberts, what a tremendous team. Coach Springman, my buddy over there, um, Sam Patterson that helps out the offense. So they're just hard to guard. And guarding the three-point line, we knew was going to be the key to the game. And I thought we made it difficult in stretches, especially on McBride. Like McBride didn't get a lot of looks, and we guarded him well, but – we just didn't do a good enough job guarding the three-point line. It's bottom line. Um, but two areas that I felt like we could dominate, one was on the glass, 21 offensive rebounds, paint points. Felt like that was a big part of the game because they give up two two-point field goals and how could we leverage the rim. And I thought just the rebounding and our ability to get it to the paint really and to get to the free throw line was a big part of this game. Yeah, I mean they had uh, 23 second chance points uh, last night, Jamie, and uh, did did a really good job of of getting the ball into the paint. And 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 Oral Roberts didn't they didn't attack the paint at all last night. Yeah, just not in their game plan whatsoever. And Red Raiders did a much better job of it. You see guys like Darion Williams and Warren um, Warren Washington having having good nights, and you see those paint touches. You see the you know, you talked about it earlier, the second chance points and how you dominated and rebounding. And you just, it's hard to win a basketball game when you're getting dominated in the lane mm-hmm. unless you're just on fire from three point range. Yeah. Again, their, their three point shooting kept them in it. But 
they're just they needed a little bit more balance too uh tech with 32 points in the paint they had 16 they got a ton late i mean that there was a there was a point in time where they only had like two you know i mean they but they got like you know eight was probably after the first possession right <laughs> yeah right <laughs> Well, it was it was in the second. I know, I'm just messing. I know, with second you. half of the second half. Um, it was late. You're absolutely right. But the the other thing the other thing is you had 25 second second chance points. But here's here's the other thing is you scored and there was a time when this was tied like late in the game because I, I kind of keep track of this. I drive my wife nuts going, hey, I mean I'm giving I'm giving her analysis up there and I'm and then I remind her, hey, I mean there's no you're getting stuff that. Like nobody else is getting, she's like, oh, just pinch me. Just, you know, I can't, just, I just can't help myself here. But you scored on 36 possessions last night. Um, both teams had 63 possessions. So Oral you Roberts, just sit there with your phone while you're at the game 30. looking at stats. I'll look, I'll, I'll look at some numbers. Yeah, well, I kind of I look at some numbers. Here, do you know other people who do this? Probably not. One, 1. 1.3. Well, you keep score during a baseball game. Yeah, when I'm broadcasting it, like when you're at when the I'm, game, when you're at the game, right? You keep score. Like when can, I'm broadcasting it, but, but if you just went to the game, like if you went to a Ranger game, do you keep score? No. Oh, okay. Well, do you kind of? Well, I just, I, I'm just, I'm interested. Okay, I'm fascinated <laughs> by that. Okay. But you scored on 1.3 points per possession. Anything over one is considered very good. Very good. Oral Roberts was at 1.2 uh, points per possession last night. But the other thing, and this really disappointed me last night. Yeah, I would, probably both coaches defensively would not be at all happy with those numbers and feel like they didn't do a great job defensively. Right. Uh, one last thing here, 48. So it's going to be. You had, uh, if I'm doing my math real quick here, right, you had 10, 10 threes, that's 30 points, 18 free throws, that's 48, and then you had 32 points in the paint, that's 80 points. You had one, one mid-range field goal last night. One. There was a long stretch where you didn't have any. So I was hoping for two things last night. Tech to not have any mid-range twos and your opponent not to have any free throws. And the rest of us were just, I don't know, hoping for a win. Well, I was hoping for a win, too. But I would kind of already assumed that. And an entertaining game, which yeah. we got. Yeah. Which we got. I was, I, yeah. that was, that was. Oral Roberts was good. I mean, the fact that they took K State to overtime shows mm-hmm. that they were a good team. Sure. So that, that, I expected them to give the Red Raiders a challenge. How how about and and I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's the way that Oral Roberts was playing you last night. Because how about the fact that you had just one turnover at the half and you finished with eight and there and and really you probably got three or four in the last. I don't know. Well, you got, probably got three in the last you know two or three minutes of the basketball game. And damn near had a couple more. I mean, there were a couple of lucky duck breaks where the ball went off of their leg, and you're like, oh, man, that was. Nobody protested over there on, on the Oral Roberts bench because usually it, it, a couple of those times it happened right in front of them. But you got the the ball bounced your way a couple of times last night to keep it even from being, you know, dicier. I, I never really was worried that you were going to lose the game. I never was worried. Never, I never felt like. But there were a couple of times like, whoo, man, that ball rimmed off there. That's spun out there. Yeah, spun when, spun out a couple times. If that three had gone in to, to cut it to three with yeah. a minute to go, I'd have sure. started to All right, tense uh, up a little bit. One more, a couple more things here from uh, 
uh, Coach McCaslin at least one. Here's uh, Coach McCaslin on, on Kerwin Walton's game last night. Yeah, I mean, I think what I'll tell you about Kerwin is his size and the way he's moving really is big. And what we've challenged him on is the defensive intensity and rebounding and his effort. We chart it every day, every practice, and every game. And his effort in those areas is just taken off. And that's why he's playing, I think, so good. But the one thing I thought was underrated about what he did, he made the right plays. I mean, it wasn't just shooting threes. He was driving to the paint and making simple plays and making open passes. And other than that stretch at the very end, I really was, I thought, you know, our our ability to get Kerwin moving and he was attacking the basket too was a big lift. Um, I, I've always felt like he was a pretty good defender. Mm-hmm. Just last year, he couldn't make shots, and that was what he was really known for. And he couldn't make shots, so he was never on the court long enough to really show you that he's a he's a pretty good defender. But um, I, there were two things last night that jumped out to me: is that um, like Coach was saying there, make good decisions and make the right play or whatever. Uh, I felt like he, you know, some guys that are shooters, three point shooters, they're, they're just three point shooters, and I felt like he did a great job of. You know, there were times where they were trying to take the three away, and he put it on the floor and and went towards the rim, which is what you want to see. Exactly what Pop's doing right now with his shot not falling from the outside. He's trying to be a little bit more aggressive going to the basket. He still didn't have a great night shooting. But um, that was something I didn't expect to see with Kerwin. And then the the hustle play. He made that one great hustle play out near half court where he dove and got a loose ball and then Mm -hmm. flipped it up to Kerwin, uh, not Kerwin, but to um, Warren Washington, who finished at the other end for – I can't remember if that was an end one or not. Anyway, he for a bucket, and so that was a big hustle play. So I just think he's doing a lot of things right now that, that are helping the team. And um, by no stretch do I think it was good to lose Devin Cambridge, but if it leads to Kerwin Walton playing more, getting more confidence, and starting to be the player that um, you know he was his freshman year in North Carolina when he was a stud for them, then um, ultimately this this might help you a little bit in that regard. Yeah, and and uh, so it, it uh, I don't know it wasn't a well it wasn't a well oiled machine, but I mean you did you did a lot of things nice last night. You I agree. Know, I you agree. Did a lot of a lot of things nice last well, night. Well, normally a team sometimes one of these you know schools that you expect to beat badly, mm-hmm. um, and you only win by six, and you're like, oh man, you were sloppy and you played terrible. I mean, sometimes you tip the cap to them and say you know they shot the ball well and like as coach McCaslin said they probably wanted to defend a little bit better but I thought that was more about Oral Roberts than you playing poorly I, I didn't think you played poorly last night took care of the basketball didn't make silly fouls and uh at the end of the day you get the win there next in action on Saturday they'll take on Vanderbilt in Fort Worth at the Dickies Arena we'll have coverage for you on 100.7 the score that'll be at 5 30 and uh, the tip is at 6 30 from Fort Worth. In the meanwhile, we'll have uh, Optimum Game Day Live going on on Double T 97.3. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. We'll uh, get on the road to Shreveport at 8 o'clock and uh, talk some Red Raider football. As, uh, the team leaves today for Shreveport. They'll play on Saturday night against the California Golden Bears. It'll be a seven o'clock, uh, excuse me, eight about eight o'clock kick. We'll have coverage 8:15. all eight fifteen. Excuse me, have coverage all day long on uh, Double T ninety seven three on Saturday, and all week long here on the road to Shreveport six forty five. 
Tomorrow we'll have this day in sports history. Today at 7.45, we'll have the boom, boom, boom. I was thinking to myself, it has gone so smooth and smooth this morning. Like Time now for gliding, Jenny's question class, of the day like on class. Lubbock Sports Station. Double T-97-3. <laughs> I just T-boned you. It was going so well. It was like award-winning show. It was like a Marconi award-winning effort. Okay, well, I'll try to get it back off the track. Thank then. you. Back on the track. No, I said off. <laughs> <laughs> Two, uh, two-parter, mm-hmm. but very simple, I feel like. Okay. I want you knowing who's coming back, who's leaving, mm-hmm. who's coming in, mm-hmm. you're adding to the mix, all the above. I want you to tell me the position group that you're oh, most confident position. in next year for the Red Raider football team and the one that you are most nervous about. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. What am I confident about? Confident about the kicker, <laughs> Gino Garcia. You know, I'm confident about him. That's I a mean, good answer. I mean, I mean I, I'm confident about Gino Garcia. I'll take I'll take Gino, and then um, I'll I'll take a, a, a bit of a low-hanging fruit here. Oh, that's if I'm confident. Then what am I worried about? Okay, what am I worried about? Uh, I'm worried about the offensive line because I think you just – you're always worried about the offensive line. Seems like you've got some defections, and you know, for what you thought was going to be really good this past year, it was it was good uh, for the run game, not so much for the passing game. Or was that more on the receivers and the quarterback not being healthy? Whose fault was that? Chicken egg kind of deal. Jeff, confident Taj Brooks. I don't think I need to say anything else there. Yeah, yeah, I think with, you're with regards to confidence. Uh, concern and it. The concern is more of a, I don't know what it's going to look like. I have faith that it's going to be okay, but you're losing an awful lot in your defensive backfield mm-hmm. that you're having to replace. And you've got some young guys there that have played well for you a little bit. And from what Joe McGuire was talking about uh, when we talked to him earlier, that they, they're looking at some guys in the portal. But you've lost an awful lot of experience from a very good defensive backfield that has been one of the keys to your defense. So... Worried isn't how I would describe it. Interested to see where that goes, but I'm not sure it's going to be the strength it has been in the recent in the few recent seasons. Okay, for me, I'm going to go. I think you guys both had both really good answers. Um, I think Gino and Taj. I mean, that, those are those are really good ones. Okay, I think I'm the uh, most concerned uh, about the defensive line. Uh, you're losing two studs mm-hmm. that stop the run and. You've been really good stopping the run uh, the last couple of seasons, so I, I think that's um, something I'm concerned with, and I, and I still feel like you got to find a, somebody that can get to the quarterback off the edge. We really haven't seen enough of that at this point, so um, concerned there. Um, I think just one level behind them is where I'm the most excited, okay, and most confident, and that's the linebacking core. It just feels like. Uh, and you've got a good, good group of young offensive, or excuse me, young uh, linebackers that I think are going to be terrific for the next couple of seasons. So really excited to see how those guys continue to progress. And and obviously they're going to need to play big if your defensive line is is struggling a bit. Yeah. No, I, I, I think those are two good answers, what both you and, and Jeff said. Um, you know, the... Do you have a 
<laughs> Do you have a way, 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 way too early uh, one loss record for uh, for the oh, Red Raiders? I thought that's where you're. I thought that's where you're going uh, when you when you initially started talking. I thought, oh, maybe he's gonna gonna ask us what our early, early, early one loss record is. Let me uh, look at the schedule first. Okay. And by the way, when I looked at the schedule on uh, yesterday on one deal, and it's not official yet, but one schedule has us playing on September 7th at Washington State. I just looked at that and saw that same thing. So um, I don't know that that's, that's official yet, but that's kind of that's where you are. And then, you know, the other thing I looked at um, yesterday was like, we play at Arizona. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a Big 12 game this year. <laughs> it's like, wow, we got two power fives. No, that's a Big 12 game. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you'll play at Arizona, at Iowa State, at Oklahoma State. Uh, and then you'll play at TCU. And then you're at home against Arizona State, Colorado, Baylor, Cincinnati, and West Virginia. So kind of kind of crazy there. You have the, the seven home games, right? Is that how that works out? One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, you have seven home games next year, as it as it stands right now. <clears throat> okay, down? I'll take a three and O non-con. Mm-hmm. I'll put you at three and three after Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. You have a solution at Oklahoma State. Yeah. Okay. I was thinking seven and five. Just that was my first kind of glance at things. Man, of the last six. Well, they, they, these are these these are not necessarily the dates. The, oh. the Big Twelve the Big Twelve games haven't been announced yet. Oh, the dates have not. Yeah. You're, okay. So okay. so so I had Arizona, Iowa State, and Oklahoma State as losses. Okay. Okay. All right. So that would put me at three and three. Yeah. I look at the other six. Mm-hmm. Why are you losing any of them? Arizona State, Colorado, Baylor, Cincinnati, and West Virginia. I mean, West Virginia, Cincinnati, Baylor, Colorado, Arizona State, all at home, mm-hmm. and one at TCU. Mm-hmm. There's so psh, I got nine and three. Oh, nine three. Okay. <laughs> wow. Sign me up for that. I, I'd take that today. I, <laughs> Man. Mm. I don't actually think that you'll win all of them. Mm-hmm. So you got North Texas at home. God, why do we do this? Why? Why do we do? Why do we do this to ourselves? Because they hate you. Because we're way better than them. I, okay. And because what happened in 1996 will not 99, affect 99. whatever yeah. will not affect 2024. Yeah, I can already just prepare you for you know how much optimum, we're going to have to hear about it that week. Optimum game day life on September the 14th. I feel like I'm coming down with something <laughs> that week. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe one of the daughters will have an activity somewhere. And you'll be like, so. <laughs> so you're going to call all their coaches. I don't care what it takes. I will help fund it. But on September the 14th, I need you guys to have an activity for me about four o'clock in the afternoon. Actually, let's mark it, walk it back to about the 10th. Let's get the whole week out of the way. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Really, you got to get stuff done so that you can kind of screw around next week. It's the day the work gets done, so um, so that you can enjoy the next you know couple of weeks or whatnot. I mean, there'll be 
plenty of people grinding it out, you know, the rest of this week and, and all of next week. And then some have to grind it out, you know, holiday week and stuff like that. But, you know, there's, there's sometimes times where you got to kind of buckle down, right? This is one of those buckle down times over the next couple of days. Mm-hmm. Not next two or three days. Just so buckle no down. stamps in your uh, pocket right now. Oh, no, none, none, none whatsoever. I, I tell you, I, I, I scrambled like um, eggs. Fran Tarkenden yesterday, just all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> I was just all over the place. <laughs> do you know who Fran Tarkenden is? I mean, do you remember him as a quarterback? That's okay. That's right. I absolutely know who Fran Tarkenden is. But I did, wasn't born yesterday. I know. Did you? I mean, I don't, didn't know if you knew that you. I mean, didn't know if you remembered seeing him play or not. But he was he was like a scrambler. I don't know if I ever saw him Tarkenden play, but I do know that he's. I mean, all of the records that Randall Cunningham broke for um, running, running, rushing yards for a quarterback were all Fran Tarkenton. Fran Tarkenton, yeah. 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 Um, I'm about to make an admission on something of a hill that I've stood on for, man, 30 years. And I'm I'm not going to say I'm wrong, okay? And now, from Morning Drive Update... I am not going to say that I'm wrong. I'm just going to say I was, I'm temporarily removing my staunch opinion on this because I got to admit, it was pretty cool what the Texas Tech football team did yesterday. Um, they held for the, I think it was 19 graduates, they held a graduation ceremony for them because the team's not going to be here because they're playing in a bowl game. They're not going to be here for Tech's graduation ceremony. And they did this at the Frazier Alumni Pavilion. And just from the pictures, I've not seen it. There's not been any news release on this. There's just been pictures on Facebook by Texas Tech football. And I would, would assume on Twitter and Instagram, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But they dressed up, or it looks like they dressed up really nicely. Frazier Alumni Pavilion. And then Dr. Lawrence Skubinick, uh spoke and I I gotta tell you I've I have never seen this the head football coach Joey McGuire wearing regalia graduation regalia and um they had a formal why, ceremony for the why guys. would you have seen Joey McGuire wearing that? No I said any football schedule any oh, football coach okay. any any football coach or any coach of any manner. I mean I'm I'm not saying they've never done it. I've just never seen it. But I just thought, you know what? That's pretty damn cool. And I know that, like, I have, like, stood on this hill for years and years and years and years and years. And really, the reason I've stood on that hill is because baseball teams, high school baseball teams, sometimes go out of their way so that they can have their own little special deal when they could schedule games to go around the the, the state playoffs, et cetera, et cetera. But I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna put that aside for the moment. I'm just gonna say this was really cool. What Texas Tech did yesterday for their graduating seniors for the football team. I too think it's very cool. I think you could have skipped the whole thing about your hill, and okay. just said it's cool that Tech football did that. Yeah. Well, and, I mean, yeah. And th- th- I mean, th- because I was just I was just anticipating no... the crit- criticism, like, oh, well, you're kind of being a little hypocritical there. So I'm just I was just pointing out my own internal flaw, okay, on on that, and just saying this is really I thought actually 
I thought it was awesome. Yeah, just you, you buried the lead. Yeah, you just, buried the lead. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to bury the lead. Yeah, you. Um, your intent was to compliment Tech Football yeah. for doing what they did. Yeah. And I completely agree with you. I think that's cool. Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah, it's, I just uh, it's it was... awesome that the players got an opportunity because it's not like they really have a choice. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and we wouldn't want, if any of them said, yeah, I'm not going to play in the bowl game because I want to go to graduation, <laughs> right. we'd all be like, well, what, why did we give you a scholarship? <laughs> what, are we, what, yeah. what are we doing here, yeah. right? What are yeah. we doing? Yeah. So, what are we doing? Yeah. Uh, so I think it's great that Tech um, and, and the football program, I don't know if that was um, pushed by the football program or I don't know if the university did it, whatever. I think it's awesome. I, I think, think it was pushed great. by the – well, I don't know whose idea, I don't know whose idea it was. Okay, yeah. all That's I great. all I know is is that it it I think it I think it was pushed by the head football coach because look if you're going to say nothing happens without the head football coach knowing about it from a bad standpoint, then you're going to have to you should also say nothing happens from a good standpoint without at least the head football coach knowing about it. And he made a point to being there, and the president of the university made a point of being there, and I I think that was. I think that was really. I think that's really cool. I think it's. I think it's just really cool what they, what they did and and how they did it and and uh, just the the pictures look awesome. I mean, it just looks, it just looks and it looks like it was a. And I don't know if maybe some parents were able to, to go to that, but it looks relatively well attended. Um, the just from just from what I just again what I saw and there was. Not that I'm aware of any new. There was no news release on this that that they were doing this. It's not like Texas Tech, you know, football patted themselves on the back. You know, I mean, they were to, to put some pictures out on their on their social media accounts, which is fine, which is good. I'm glad they did that because these guys are student athletes. For all the talk about you know NIL and pay for play and you know all this, at the end of the day, getting you're here to get a college education. At least that's what the the hope is, right? Um, some of them, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some anyway. of them, not all of them. Yeah. Uh, this, this from Syntax uh, Hank Chuck. You don't have to point out your flaws. We're more than happy to do it for you. <laughs> uh, this, which bef- is why I think Chuck felt the need to say something. Yeah, because someone on the chat line would have brought up the tech base, the not tech baseball, yeah. the high school baseball teams. How how would that be different? Yeah. You know. well, anyway, the bottom line is it, it was cool. So just leave it at we'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. Um, anyway, um, they'll play in uh, in Shreveport on Saturday. What if you had to list like a couple of concerns? What would what would they be? Your concerns would be offensive line. Would they be defensive line? Because you got one guy out injured and one guy now not going to play. Do, do you kind of go into this thinking it's a 50-50 opportunity to win the game, or do you, do you, still, do you still reasonably confident? Or maybe not confident at all? Well, I'm still below, you know, five on my confidence level mm-hmm. out of 10, so I wouldn't say I'm super confident. Um, I I guess I just the, – the departures have me a little bit worried that you're playing so many new players. Mm-hmm. In some key spots, and um, I don't. I just don't. I don't know what you're gonna get. I just. I don't know. I don't know which team's gonna be more excited to be there. All that good stuff. But the departures definitely have me a little bit worried. 
This has been the Morning Drive Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at double T 97.3.com.